Welcome to Try Not to Blink, a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news tips and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. We'd like to thank the amazing people at Valley Contacts who have made this podcast possible. Makers of Stellar Gas, Permeable, and the oh-so-incredible V-Cone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, also the V-Cone. V-Cone, the Rev Geo, all sorts of good. The Golden Eye AFM and the Custom Stable Scleral Lens. My name is Dr. James Diem. I am on the East Coast, and I am joined by none other than Dr. Roya Habibi in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. What is that, Roya? What was that noise? I was just rolling my eyes. Did you just sneeze? Is that a thing? <laughs> Don't do that Obviously. outside of your where we are right now. Somebody's going to hit you over the head. You don't belong here. Um, nothing exciting. I'm about to... There's lots exciting. A lot's exciting and little's exciting. Today in the moment... When recording, I just got our sign officially out oh, cool. on our clinic, and it's super cute. Costa Mine Del Mar, is, is that what it is? Oh, host Del Mar. Oh, host Del Mar, not Costa Del Mar. It's okay. looking oh, great. Good. And um, we are still waiting. So when this show drops, end of August, we should early be- September. No, no, August. No, no, I change it. Oh, August twenty okay. ninth. <laughs> Sorry. is the date today for anyone who's listening at the moment Figured but that. uh we should have just gotten our chairs so check out on our instagram if that's true but we should have just gotten our exam chairs and i don't know if i told you about the drama of this did i tell you yet jimmy wow that is really cool you just sent me a picture it's beautiful thank you um wow. did i tell Very you the drama impressive. of our exam chairs i think no. i already did okay well our exam chairs are on their way over from china and because of the shanghai lockdown in june they didn't get on the boat when they should have and so currently it is in the caribbean somewhere on a boat waiting to port not at our country and it's a huge headache and the problem is we have all of our equipment our topographer all of our lamps thropters etc but nothing everything you need come everything is in country ready to go but nothing can come until our chairs are here because they install everything for us. And so it's a big headache because they're going to install it on the table, which apparently is hard. I mean, is that true? I don't even know. I have no idea. Yeah. So that's where fun stuff. Well, I can't wait to hear how that's resolved. sounds (laughs) like, you know, you're going to have to swim out there with a (laughs) uh, Uh, lift or safety boat or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, so that's the that's the most exciting thing going on right now. We also have an edger and tracer coming. So oh, excited sweet. for one of our listeners. That I was is, just going to ask. Yes, it's not official official. So by now in this time, it should for, be fast official. forward, it'll be official. 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 I don't tell everyone about it. I'm well, so she's excited the best. She's so freaking I, I really want to hear like all of the education, learning experience, because we thought about doing that for a long time. It would be a lot for us to do it. But um, people that do it love it. You're talking about edging? Having an edger. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk, a lot of talk money. about one thing that's super cool that is done in my area. So 
the optical lab that we're going to work with for everything else that we can't make in clinic is going is this company called Pratt's. Pratt's is a um, optical lab originally out of Barcelona or Spain somewhere. And they have a large facility that they just recently built in Costa Rica. So Grupo, Grupo Pratt's is their name. And they have a beautiful facility. Honestly, it reminds me a lot of Valley Contact vibes. It's like beautiful inside, mm. super clean, super chic. Like this and they have the education. It's a, it's a lens manufacturer. So yeah. think like, you know, whatever, Essilor or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. So anyways, they, um, for Costa Rica, it's kind of unique because there really isn't a shipping, like a good, you can't just put things in the mail and ship it. There's like a whole thing for shipping, which is a whole nother conversation. But yeah. you can't ship yourself stuff really that easily. I don't really even have an address. But um, what they've done for us, which is super, super cool, is they actually came out to our clinic just last week, actually, and installed for us a tracer. So we have a tracer that is connected to their network. So I can trace any frame, just about, cool. and send it directly to the lab. And they will send me my finished lenses to be placed in the frames which oh, is cool. awesome. Yeah. So like whether, and then if it's a complicated frame or if a high prescription or, you know, on a, if you've ever worked with a tracer, it'll show you kind of like what the lenses are going to look like, thickness of the edges, et cetera, et cetera. And if it's something that's hard, they can trace still in clinic, send the frames to the lab. And I'm now jumped ahead of the line of tracing, if that makes sense. So it yeah. still hastens my job, which is pretty right. cool. That's awesome. So yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, we're, I'm very excited about that because here already most people wait at least two and a half weeks um, for most jobs to be done, let alone, or they go drive two and a half, or sorry, five and a half hours to go to San Jose to get glasses and still five have and to half wait hours. for glasses. Oh my God. To yeah, from the coast is pretty far. So, depending, especially with traffic. So, yeah, I'm excited to like be able to, to provide this really high level of care really rapid turnaround and all that stuff. Plus learning how to make lenses. It's cool. It's it kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I did no, it in Berkeley it's, it's for definitely like a cool. semester. And that oh, was did like, you really? Yeah, Let's see that you guys it. had that there. We didn't have that. It wasn't like normal. I just for some reason did it. I don't really remember why I got the opportunity to do it, but it was it was a good, you know, for someone who's like OCD and sort of like list oriented, it's very fun because it's like you do this step and this step, this you do it in the same order. Dr. Green got you to do that. No, but he is going to be on our show soon. Right. <laughs> but no, it is. Uh, anyway, it's a good experience, and I'm excited to be able to do it. We well, have a try not to stress question, though. Um, we do. Yeah, do try not to stress is our new uh, little segment. Thanks to OptoPrep, a fantastic boards review option for all of you looking to pass your boards. Uh, OptoPrep is a great choice. I did it when I was in school a bajillion years ago. So that's how long they've been around. So they're time tested and proven. So let's see the question. Try not to stress. Okay, I will say too, for even those who aren't studying for boards, these are nice reminders or like refreshers. So question of the day, you correctly diagnose a 31 year old female with an acute unilateral anterior uveitis. When should lab testing typically be initiated in otherwise healthy patients presenting with this condition? Jimmy. 
Do you do yes. it after the first episode? After the second episode? After the third? After a year of recurrence? Or is lab testing not actually indicated in acute cases of uveitis? I would say after the first episode. Tell me why. Because I think there's really, in my opinion, in my own experience, like, I should have said like, uh, <laughs> in my own experience, it is a situation where, okay, I can wait to find out or I could find out now. So, you know, I'll typically the way that I do it in real life is I say, look, a lot of these situations, we never find out what the answer is. Many of these are idiopathic, non-granulominous or idiopathic typically. And so I will um, let them know we can send you for some blood work and see if it's something in your body that's causing this or we could give you a hall pass. Uh, but if it happens again, we're going to send you for blood work. So like in real life, that's how I do it. Um, it's good to just, in my opinion, just get the testing and find out. Um, but I don't push in the set. Like after the second episode, I do typically push. It's true. Um, but, but I think that maybe <laughs> it's probably most, um, advantageous to just find out right away. Anyway, that's my own opinion. First episode. Is that the right answer? Proper boards prep answer is second episode, which is kind of what mm. you were saying. And yeah. I like your reason. Well, that's what most people do. Most yeah. people are like, ah, I don't want to go get blood. And then you the know? second they time they're like, that sucked. I'm not letting that happen again. I can't believe that happened again. I'll do it. Yeah. I think that I think I do the same thing as you actually, because usually when someone comes in, they are having a uveitis episode. Um, uh, so if it's non gram it's like if it's fine KP, then I'm not going to push. If it's anything else, obviously, I probably will push. But I bring up because people want to know why is this happening? And I'll say, you know, oftentimes it's happening for no good reason. The eye is inflamed for something got it inflamed, just like spraining your ankle. But there tends to be a higher correlation of other things going on. And if this happens again, we would absolutely get testing. If you're interested in doing it now, let's do it. I have the list. And yeah, it's 50-50. Some people want to get it done and some people just hope it doesn't happen again. But we have a super fun guest. She has her own podcast, which I didn't even realize. Well, I did realize I saw it, but I didn't realize it's been ongoing. So I'm going to link it in the show notes. But um, she's our favorite. Jimmy, tell everyone who it is. All right. So we are wandering down the street right now in Boston. I like this. In Picture like it. This it's beautiful. Yeah. This There's hip, trendy people everywhere. <laughs> and you need an eye exam. And or your eyes are itching, burning, scratching, tearing because you are a tech magnet. And uh, you are having dry eye. Well, or you're just told you have like the dorkiest glasses or or you are an eye care professional. Any <laughs> literally anywhere. And you want to know what is up? Like, what's the latest and greatest? Well, then you do need to know who we have here today. 
Uh, we are very honored that she would spend some time with us. Uh, we've had her before on the show, and we're very grateful that she would return. She's super-duper busy, won all the awards, and of course you know her for uh, 2020 Glance and everything that she does, uh, Dr. Jackie Garlic. How are you, Dr. Garlic? Hi. What is up? <laughs> You know, not much. That was a great, I'm really impressed because listeners don't know this, but literally one second before Roya was like, go ahead, Jimmy, you can do the intro. And then you just like came up with this thing, like out of nowhere. I'm you know, super honestly, impressed. By I that. felt, I feel like it fell short because like we didn't turn or anything. <laughs> Roya like, does not ever want to give me any credit, <laughs> negative credit to Jimmy. <laughs> and that's how we do this thing. I need to keep him on his toes. You it's, can't uh, give him my work wife, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, like, true. I didn't turn or like, what happens next? Like, my, I do have, you know, like, now I what? need to know what. Did we turn a yeah. corner? Did we see anything Walking when we were street, in Boston? You tripped yeah. on the Liberty Walk, whatever the hell it's called. Because you couldn't. <laughs> Freedom Trail. Freedom Trail. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> is that still a thing, by the way? It is. It is still a thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it is. I've, I, so let's yeah. just jump right to it. You're in the middle of Boston. What is that like? I mean, are you from there? No, I'm not. I'm from Missouri. That's right. I, I grew up in there. St. Louis. Yeah. So what yeah. is it like yeah. being, you know, in the big city on a daily basis? I mean, I feel like I have to pinch myself, like living in there. Like it just, I, I'm forever envious. Like I think you must feel like you're on vacation every day. Well, I, I do not feel like I am on vacation every day because <laughs> I am, like that. you know, going to work and oh. whatnot. But um, right. no, it is great. I, I, I do love it. I, I take the tea into work. Like, it's very yeah. smooth. I walk a lot. Like, it's, it's great. I love it. It's, it's wonderful. Living but it's not vacation. Not, not vacation. Not vacation. Make, don't get confused. Yeah. Tell me about the people. <laughs> The people are great. You know what? You know what the people say to me sometimes less so now because I've like been in this practice for a while, but people will be like, where are you from? I don't know. I, oh, really? Some people will kind of casually like, kind of pick out a little I accent, like a Midwesty. Yeah. Something. You're not but from you know here, what they all say? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. But the, uh, the other thing was, is they would be like, you're just, you're just so nice. Like <laughs> they, like they're all not nice. And that's yeah, not yeah. true. Like, all of them are so nice. Like my patients are great. But that was one thing that I got a lot like, oh, you can tell because you're just really nice. Because I'm always like, hey, what's going on? How are you? Yeah. And then I'd like make notes in the chart that's like graduating with their master's next year. And then I'm like, did you get your master's? What's going on? You know, so people I think were like, what the hell? Who is this person? You know, <laughs> anyway. Huh. I feel no, like, I like the northeast like gets this like general stereotype that they're rude. Right. But like, I think they're just super direct. Versus like I, the I East is like super nice, but they're just like, I'm not trying to say they're not nice, but they're just, but they're not nice, nice up front. Right. Like they just have this facade. Maybe Midwesterners too yeah. get that, get that stereotype. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. And yeah. Like West yeah. Coasters are just like aloof. Yeah. And then they actually <laughs> are nice sometimes, you know, <laughs> but like, I feel like everyone like fits their vibe. Like you either got to yeah. be rude to like get your thing across, be nice or everyone thinks you're rude. Or like West Coasters just have to like not care about anything. Yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> yeah. You gotta just like, go with flow always and not care about it. Oh, Roya, she's something else, right? I mean, it's it's uh, something. So here we are. You're in practice, and 
you've been rocking it now for how long? Okay, so I joined the practice in 2018, but I bought it in January of 2020. You were just like in that. I mean, you were you just starting that the last this. time you were here. When you oh right. This October 2019 for those oh, who gosh. that episode. It was our copycat <laughs> episode, which was oh, a fun one to listen to. Um, yeah. All that fun drama. But that was like right before you're buying your clinic. You were like, yes. Slash, I feel like you had mentioned that you were potentially going to buy it. So, like, give yeah. us a like high level of what's gone on since. since yeah. Then. So, you know, I bought it. Okay. And then, like, you know, um, three months passed and then we shut down. So that was like, not so amazing with COVID. Okay. Uh -huh. But, um, you know, they're like, it, it's been really good. I mean, I am really glad that I did in some ways, like some ways were not amazing as being a practice owner, but in other ways it was really good because I could just steer the ship. Like, this is what we're doing. We're not doing that. Like, do we need this cost? No, we don't. Let's get rid of that. So in some ways it was actually really good to, get like a, you know, jump into the deep end of business ownership and like try to figure it out with um, no cash flow. Yeah. So it was like, you know, Roya, you probably know this because you're like building your own practice. You have no cash flow right now. So like, it's like, uh, you know, you got to be creative and you think, what, what do I need? What do I not need? And um, yeah, well, so, so it's on us. What were some, because, you know, usually you don't get to like buy into a practice and change stuff. You have to kind of like wait a little bit, not upset all the staff, not totally yeah. rock the boat. So oh, yeah. what are some of the well, things that you could like cold turkey cut real quick that most people, you know, whatever. Well, like, what are some things you were like, oh, no, I'm buy, just trying buy. to think. Like, I think, um, you know, um, that, that was my plan, honestly, to buy it. It was working. It was pretty smooth. I had been in there for two years. I knew how it ran already. So I, my plan was to just kind of let that ride. But really, once you start looking at like the, you know, balance sheet and the P&L, and then you're like, where's all this money going? And now I have no dollars coming in. Yeah. Like, do I need to spend $1,500 a month on IT services? I don't. Look, that's gone. Like, do I need to spend... I, I'm trying to think even like what the heck else was on there, but it was really like, do I need that or don't, do we need this to keep this practice going or don't we? And then like, who can I not pay? This is what I also did. <laughs> who can I not pay right now? You know, like I can hold on my frame vendors. Like I could wait and pay them a little bit later. You know, you just have to like, okay, so I don't know. I was so vendors, worried about it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, and this has even come up for me as I'm starting new accounts, but like- you, They're tricky. You, you got to watch those frame vendors. Well, you, that's mm -hmm. something to learn because you think Ooh, yeah. like, just like you buy anything, you just buy it, right? But frame vendors mm -hmm. are not like that. And what about like when you are in a pinch, whether it be you had a big expense, you have a big piece of equipment, you had a flood, you know, something like that, but, or your COVID comes up, but what is the conversation like when you say, I don't want to pay it? Like- <laughs> I don't even, to be us. honest with you, I, I don't even know if I had a conversation with the frame vendors because the, at the, the other thing that happened at the time, so I was home for probably um, a week and then I was activated. I was put on orders for the military. So oh, then I had to okay. leave. Yep. <laughs> so I wasn't oh, actually, so I don't even know that I had a conversation. I think it was just maybe understood that like people yeah. aren't paying that stuff right now. Like nobody has any cash flow to like pay this or, or extra funds, or I certainly didn't. I had just bought the right. practice. But I think if you, the other thing is, is a little harder for you, Roya, because you don't have a relationship with frame vendors, but we had worked with these frame vendors. Like, I wasn't a cold start, you know, so they knew the practice. They knew me because I had been there for a little bit, but 
Um, so I think if I did have a conversation, I'm sure I was like, can we extend these terms? Like, can we just push this out? Or like, if this is a crisis, I'll send to some frames back if I'm trying to like cut inventory right now, which I didn't do that. But um, I think it's a little easier when you have some like established relationship. But I think if in that case, I mean, we were in a pandemic, like you just have to talk to your vendor and be like, listen, I have a situation here. Like, <laughs> Please help me, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I do that- remember doing this. I did this with ABB because my ABB bill is like very high. And I remember being like, can I, I called and I was like, can I just pay like whatever amount? I forget what I was even paying. And they were like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then like the next bill, it was like all this interest charge on there. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are jerks. Like that would have been great if you would have told me that beforehand. So I wasn't like thrilled with that. Yeah, they were like, yeah, I was I was like, could I pay? I I don't even remember. Can I pay whatever the amount was? And they're like, yeah, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Like so understanding. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness. And there was like late charge. And like, I was like, oh. You guys are rude and like respectful. Wait, swipe that one right under the right under. The yeah. Okay, so now yeah. it's a couple years late. Now we're like, I don't know if we can say post pandemic. I mean, today I know. in the news, I saw that we no longer have to um, quarantine at all. Which, oh, really? Yeah, I did not see that. I literally just saw that on. So what did they say? It said that really? you don't share have your. To, uh... Gosh, you guys, I think I saw this on an Instagram post. So I'm not sure how. Well, like, we're true. not sure of the source. <laughs> right, my source is very shoddy. Don't oh my gosh. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Source is Jerry News, pretty sure. The CDC oh. now oh, well. says it's not necessary to quarantine after being exposed to COVID. Social distancing guidelines like were also lifted. That's the way we've been living for I don't know how long. Yeah. Yeah. That's exposed right what does that mean i mean you're but that's just because you're i mean literally you're exposed every day right i mean exposed Mm -hmm. exposed but also sometimes it's like i was around someone recently and they were like i don't know i've been really sick and then i was like wait a wait a second what (laughs) like why'd you come around me then i still don't want to get sick again right you haven't learned that yet stay (laughs) home from work right i know i feel like that's been now a new established like very secure if you don't feel good you just call in sick you no longer go and be sick around people right yeah yeah anyways (laughs) let's talk (laughs) your new favorite thing so you've been an owner now for several years i know you're into a lot of fun new things clinic wise what's like your you know one or two favorite things you're doing you know my favorite things are all tech things. Like I just, I bought, so after the, you know, not after the pandemic, but I, I ended up buying a lot of things in like 2021. And so like I bought, like the practice didn't have like an OCT. It didn't have a topographer. So I bought a myographer, a topographer, an OCT. I had all tear care. I literally bought, yeah, all the agrophers. I, I literally bought tear care at Seco right before the pandemic. And I was like, dang it, I wish I didn't buy this already because now that's an extra money I could be saving. But anyway, I'm glad I did. And then um, I just bought an IP. Well, I bought it like maybe nine months ago or something. So um, yeah, my favorite thing is my IPL right now. I'm loving that. I am loving treating dry eye more more and more. I was just telling um, my office manager, I was like, my dream situation is like just seeing dry eye patients all day, every day. Like I could like, would I would love that. Yourself saying no, that? no, I never. Just... I never, ever would have thought I would have said that. Yeah. But anyway, here we are. It's great. I love it. So th- those are my like favorite things. It's like that clinically, those are my like fave things right now. I love that. 
Awesome. With, well, Jimmy, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to say, um, you, you've had uh, tear care now for quite some time, IPL now, and um, are you coupling them together? Because I think that's something that a lot of people ask. I hear that a lot. I see that a lot. The thermal treatment with the thermal slash anti-inflammatory treatment, IPL. How are you, you know, that it's, a, it's sometimes a conundrum for folks. So I know how it's worked yeah. in our office. And I think that it's, you know, IPL sort of is one in our office, you know. So what is, do you couple it? Do you separate it? Do yeah. you present it together? What do you do? I usually, depending on the case, present it together. But I usually IPL is the winner in that conversation because people want the skin and the aesthetic benefit to it. Right. Right. So, you know, people will choose that over something that doesn't have that. So um, IPL usually wins, but when I tell patients, we might just need to follow it with a tear care because they really don't do the same things. Like I do need a thermal expression sometimes. And if I can't, after they, I just like look at them after IPL and see if we need something extra, if we don't and how they're feeling. So I think it's like a, it's a very like no pressure situation. I was talking to other colleagues who automatically include it at the end of every IPL session I don't, I don't do that. Maybe I'll change it. I mean, it's a work in progress. I feel like I'm always tweaking things and doing something different, but for now I just say whichever one I feel like is going to be the best for the patient and then um, say, all right, we'll, we'll recap. Let's reconvene at the end of this treatment. What do you think? Okay. This is from I mean, you guys. I'm glad to ask both of you at the same time from when you see someone, what is your divide between when IPL is the number one and when, you know, some sort of meibomian exp expression is number one. And, and I want to caveat this question too, by saying like, let's just step back like six years ago, when seven years ago, when for instance, Lipiflow was first coming out, Lipiflow got a bad name because Lipiflow or, or even Restasis 13 years ago, when Restasis first came out, every new extra shiny dry eye tool I think sometimes because it's kind of a new way to treat, it's like that is your new silver bullet. It works for everything. You know, it does everything. And we just do it for everyone, right? And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, I feel like when you get it, you're like, I'm going to use it all the time. And people have done that, and it's a good thing. But when is it one or the other? Like, is there an obvious answer? Is IPL truly everything it's hyped to be? Or are, is it... Is it like we're just excited to use it all the time? You know what I mean? Like, totally. I'm, I'm going yeah. There. I want to know. No, no. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Jimmy, do you want to answer this first? You want no, me to go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, okay. I think so, my, my <laughs> philosophy with this is if I have anybody that has any level of ocularization, I'm recommending IPL for them. So, I really want to get in the lid and I cannot do that with a tear care or I cannot quiet that inflammation with tear care. Um, skin type is another important thing. So if I have a, you know, Fitzpatrick six, or, you know, if I have a darker skin patient, I might be more cautious about doing IPL on them as opposed to something easier that is tear care. Um, I also, I don't know. Those are, those are probably my two main things. I mean, I will say also, if I have a myography image of a patient and they have like a good amount of gland atrophy, I'm also going to do IPL on that person because you know, tear care, you're only going to get what you have on gland function, you know, like with, you know what I mean? So if you have very few glands left, the tear care treatment is not going to be as effective than if I 
did something like IPL. So that's usually how I lean. But I totally get what you're saying, Raya, because when I got tear care, I was like, oh, my God, tear care for everyone. And now I'm like, oh, IPL. Like, I love it. It's so good. But like, there's a place for both of them, really. Sure. You know, I think it, there is. A, you're right. There is a level of excitement with new tech. Jimmy, what about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's just like it all boils down to how lazy I am or how not lazy I am. And like when you're paying the bills, right, and you're paying the bills, Doc, you're you, you're like, I got to pay. Look, I mean, I got to pay this thing off. So um, and I have to meet, meet the payment for it. So I am going to be be doing my best when I have a patient that is a true candidate for this procedure to make sure that I present it to them, you know, and I, I see it all the time offices that invest in new technology and they like, they're all gun ho guns blazing for like a month. And then they're like, why isn't this thing making me millions of dollars? Like everybody says it's doing, you know, it's supposed to be like an ATM. You know, I heard this was an ATM. I just put it in my office and it spits out money, <laughs> but it doesn't. People don't just want to spend money for, you know, medical procedures. They don't want to do it. You have to really work at it, you know? And so I think if you're not really making an effort to present it to everybody, everybody, and like you said, ocularization, if you have any, even blepharitis, you redness on your lids, you got to present it, you know, just put them. I always say, put them in the funnel, put them in the funnel. <laughs> and some of the people fall out of the funnel, but, um, it's tough. I think, you know, when you that, have multiple options, it's hard because they want to like a stepwise approach. So for me, I think IPL is number one right now. It has been. It's just they they see the benefits. They like it. It's an easy thing. I don't have to talk them into the fact that it worked because they can see it a lot of the times. Um, we have MyBaflow in our office, so we use that a lot in conjunction with Lipaflow because it's easy to do. There's really no consumables. There's ta staff time. Um, and Lipaflow. We have Lipaflow. So, and then we'll, we'll couple Lipaflow, but it's less than 10% of the time. Um, that, that we do it. I think that's right. I mean, I, I certainly won't, won't say, I mean, there's a stepwise approach, but a lot of this will depend on, you know, the patient and what they want to do and what they can afford to do. And so it's nice to have different price points for things that you can yeah. still be successful at treating something. It doesn't, it, the answer is not IPL for everyone. Right. Um, so not everyone needs IPL, but it's, it's nice to have other therapies that are lower price points that you can certainly introduce to the patient. I actually, I have a patient now who was like, coming back every four months for a tear care. And I was like, I feel like we should call it here and we need to do some IPL. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is like, you know, so she was like, I don't know. Or they enjoy. Like, oh, totally. They, they love, I, they love tear care, but she is a, a wild, um, you know, not wild. She does have a good amount of ocular rosacea. This is before yeah. I think I had my IPL and I was like, sure. she came yeah. in and was like, I, I just need another tear care. Yeah. And I go, I don't do think it. so. I feel like we need an IPL for you. And she was like, yeah, okay, great. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, but it's it, it adds up if you're doing it that often. Whereas if right. you can pack a more powerful punch, if you're doing IPL four sessions, I'm certainly going to be you know quieting more inflammation that way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Do you um, carry any uh, stock of anything and sell anything in your office? Is that something you've gotten into at all? Or? Um, this you're the second person to ask me this today. Actually, I just got an today. email from someone else today someone else just asked me that i got an email yeah doesn't mean you should start doing it but <laughs> no it i is. i it have is. i have product in the office i i don't keep track of it i don't even know what's back there at this point like i just <laughs> i actually hard. use dry i use dry eye rescue i find that to be very simple and easy i use that a lot and um 
I don't know. I actually feel like pe- more people get product through there than they did if I sold it in my office, probably because I don't want to be pushy. I don't want them to feel like I'm trying to sell them something like, hey, here it is. You can you buy it samples, here if you want right? to do it. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 So I, I do have product. In fact, my office manager said to me like last week, hey, this uh, Hyperforce um, asset is going to expire. And I was like, great. OK, this is why I don't carry stuff in the office. Right. I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I I will say that I had um at my last office I set up having a couple products that I, I honestly I loved. They were ones that I personally loved and personally used. And I feel like while then I wasn't must the have been so good at selling them. No, but I, I mean, like, I think a lot of times people do want to walk out. Let's say they have, yeah. you know, a sty. It's like a quick, someone's visiting town. You see, they don't take their makeup yeah. off. Yeah. Okay. A good makeup yeah. remover. Or... Did you have a makeup remover? Yeah. That absolutely. you sold? What did you have? I loved the Wheel of Eyes brand. So the oh, that's right. I forgot. You, that's right. You had that for I, a while. I honestly even lean just Does she still do that? Oil. Does she still sell oh, that? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Their cleansing oil <laughs> is amazing. I don't know. I, I yeah, it's good. Costa Rica. <laughs> like, I love it's it. good products. Okay. I love it. And people yeah. literally love it. They like praise yeah. me regularly, like come back in and say, oh my God, I'm going to buy like five more things. So okay. yeah. I, I, I do the same thing. Like I have, I have lots of warm compresses. Those don't expire. So I've got a yeah. lot of those. Uh, I do yeah. have some hypochlorous, you know, so like it's the stuff that's going to expire. Like I've got, I've got omegas back there. Like part of it is I forget that I have it yeah. back there. You know what I mean? And so, totally. you know, well, just people do that with, it. with treatments too. I think they forget that, you know, like they just, mm-hmm. I don't think they forget that there's a treatment, but they just, they get out of that, you know, they're behind. I don't have yeah. time to really talk about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or it's a little What's going on with the. What's that? I was going to say, it's overwhelming. Sometimes there's just too much mm-hmm. to talk about. It's yeah. overwhelming. What's yeah. going on in life? Tell me about your life. You got kids, yeah. a husband. What's going on there? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Life is good. We bought a townhouse last year. So cool. we moved Where? last year, which was great. Somerville. We live in Somerville. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Boston. Just like north of Cambridge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know Cambridge? You're hobnobbing with the elite from uh, <laughs> Harvard. Oh is yeah. That that is? Oh yeah. 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 We're close. We're, we're like, yeah, we're, 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 um, I don't know, maybe we're in Union Square in Somerville. This won't mean anything to you, but anyway, we're in, nothing, you know, it, more north. It means nothing. Sounds close. Yeah. Sounds like you're yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. It's good. It's great. I just take the tea. Like I said, I was telling you, I take the tea and it's like four oh, stops. Cool. It's perfect. So, um, kids yeah. Like so life is good. The kids like it that we have some more space, which is really right. good. Cool. Um, yeah, you know, we're doing, we did some trips, went to Palm Springs. So that oh, was really cool. nice. Have you ever been to Palm, Palm Springs? Springs? It's beautiful. Oh my God, I know. Roy, so that's good. Roy is. Oh, goes there. Happy place. It's great. It is, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Cool. I've never been there. No, yeah. I've heard it's very nice. What brought, yeah. what took you there? What? Um, well, to be honest with you, my kids are now six and eight and okay. are, um, you know, not great swimmers because their all their swim class was like canceled, like with COVID. And so okay. I was like, these children are getting big and they do not know this major life skill of how to swim. And I'm like, okay. we need to go somewhere. I probably booked this in February where I was also like, oh my God, the winter, I can't <laughs> even deal anymore. And so I was like, we need to go rent a place with our own pool so we can just like teach oh, them neat. how to swim. So that's what we did. Oh, <laughs> oh, neat. That's a that's great, great idea. 
Yeah. And especially yeah, escaping February in Boston. I mean, yeah, we it was great. I mean, we ended up going in May. Okay. So it wasn't like we were going in winter, <laughs> but I, I planned it in the when winter time, you know, when I was at my limit. Yeah. 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 Yes. You're like, if I could go right now, I would, but it's not right. Yeah. Do that. That's <laughs> yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. How does that work in practice? Taking time off, you know, how, how did you handle yeah. that? I have an associate that works two days a week for me and um, she has a flexible schedule. So if I need her to cover, she usually can. How did you find her? She came with the practice. Oh, I when I was, she was, she, she was working there before I started. So yeah, she started working in the practice in maybe 2016 or something. So she's been there. Yeah. How has that um, transition been good? Like as far as you taking over and like bringing on all these new things and doing things a little different, is she pretty flexible that she was able yeah, to she is flexible. mold a little bit? We, yeah, she is flexible. And and we honestly worked together for like, you know, a year and a half or two years before okay. I bought the practice. So gotcha. it wasn't like we were strangers and I was right. like, Hey, we're changing this and we're doing that. Um, right. So we, you know, we knew each other. So it wasn't like it was a pretty smooth transition. What is, um, what's the tip you have in like, you know, being the new boss, maybe creating community or, you know, within clinics, I think that's a big thing nowadays, especially with, you know, us millennials and Gen Xers that are coming up, but, or Gen Z, whatever. Um, Creating (laughs) a sense of community is, I feel like a big thing nowadays that people talk about. I mean, what do you think about that as a practice owner and... What have you done? Yeah, I, I think that, um, so we do like monthly meetings and the meetings are not like we, you know, it's, I think it's great for us all to come together. We're a small practice. Like I'm a small practice. I have like five staff. So it's not like I have this huge amount of staff. I came from a practice that was like an ophthalmology group and we had so many, I was like the technician supervisor there. So we had so many techs and I think that was harder to like, wrangle personalities like different personalities so i think you know for me i do want everyone to be like harmonious working together because i think one thing that i've noticed now being a practice owner is you can immediately tell the vibe of another business when you walk in like if it's good vibes in there or if like people are kind of like like i i I don't know. I feel like forever scarred now that I'll always be aware of like the customer <laughs> service and like this person didn't acknowledge like, Oh, that was rude. You know? So it's important that everybody like works together. And so, you know, we do these like monthly meetings where we, you know, kind of, you know, talk about practice things too, but I also like to try to catch up with people. I need to be better. Like we'll do also like stuff in the office. Like last October we were having like a pumpkin carving sort of thing. And then we'll have like our, you know, holiday party. But we, I actually just was talking about this probably a month ago and I was like, we need to plan another like staff, like outing thing. And then we've all been busy. So we haven't done it. So I'm probably not the best person to ask about this. Cause like I do this like twice no, but a year. It's like real time. We're not asking for like, yeah. so we're saying like, what do real people do? Yeah. In it is hard. I, I mean, there's just, the thought that counts too, right? Like, I think it's also, yeah. Or just like treating your staff nice, like bringing in like, you know, like I brought in, I don't know, just like treating that, like doing like little nice things and also like nipping problems when they start so that they don't like fester and then people get angry and like, you know, it's just like, you know, treat everybody how you want to be treated. It's much easier in a smaller staff, I think, than when you have a larger staff in my experience. I mean, Jimmy, what do you do when, things get out of hand now with a three going on four. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, just, you, it's yeah. every day we, we run into different things. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, we have a great office manager. We have a couple office managers, one that like oversees everything and then one that, you know, at each office and, the, you know, they she'll take them into the room. She'll, you know, they'll hash it out, you know, her and the other two individuals. And it's just what you got to do. You just got to put it out there and just say, hey, look, you know, and then usually there's tears and, uh, you know, motions and. <laughs> We work through it, but I mean, you just gotta, you can't let it fester. Like as soon as you smell like something's going wrong and this person's talking to that person, like you just gotta nip it in the bud and just get it out there because honestly, yeah, you're right. You're, you're it's your family. I mean, you gotta mm -hmm. like, there's no time for that. We just, so. I think you also have to like, yeah, it, it does happen. I mean, even with the best team, you'll have like things where you're like, oh God, this is like annoying. Honestly, owning a practice, the hardest thing is staff, the hardest thing. And I have a good staff, but it is, the, it is like the hardest part of the practice because you, you expect everyone to work as hard as you and they will not. It is not right. their business. They're not doing that. They're there to work and then kind of go. And so I think I, it took me a while to be like, what the hell? Like, why is like, you know, but I'm like, of course not. Of course they are not going to work as hard as me. I am definitely be the hardest ball worker. Game now, you know, it's a whole different ball game now. Just totally different. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine what you pay staff in, in Boston. I mean, it's probably more than we pay our doctors. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. But I mean, it's as the pay has gone up exponentially in our area mm -hmm. because we, we have a huge, um, warehouse uh, industry by us like a lot of that's like where most people work a different there's a big big factory area and a lot of more warehouses and they lost a lot of people and their pay went up like super high and so you know we got to compete with that to be honest and, yeah. and that's good you know we want people to be paid a living wage there's nothing wrong with that but um, it's a big change. What I have also found is that it, it is in some, you know, in some ways you're like, oh my God, do I have to pay this person this? This is like so insane. But in other ways, like if they make your life easier, that is worth, oh my gosh, every cent, every cent to pay that person that if they can help you and make your life easier. Like if oh, someone's right now, I don't, right now it's like, if, if someone is bringing me difficulties, I'm done with that. Like I, yeah. I don't have the time. I don't, you know, so as much as I'm like, yeah, we do, you know, I do pay staff a lot. Um, they make my life easier and they are worth that for sure. You know, yeah. as opposed yeah. to like finding new staff, like, Oh my God, you know, it's like there's that. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a common just comment whether it be on like Odie's on Facebook or you know everywhere everyone's talking about staff right now and mm -hmm. I think that maybe means that we need to just we do need to pay I, I, honestly though I will I want to bring up that I don't I'm gonna think send pay, them to Costa Rica if they need right, more money go down. to Costa Rica that's where um, she pays really good. you know I have to pay a lot too down here because a lot of things do are you? based on the American dollar so yeah I mean it's not like a lot a lot but it's more than you would expect oh but, yeah um hmm. But I'd say that a lot of times, at least what I would hear, especially at my last clinic, is yes, everyone brings up money as that that last comment. Like, I'm not getting paid enough for this, right? But um, but I don't think money is always what people want, right? They want to feel like their job's worth something, and when it doesn't feel worth it, then they're like, I'm not worth, I'm not doing that for that amount of money. Versus people when they like money. feel, they do, <laughs> that's but that's not like, if you're satisfied and you love your job, you're usually not complaining about the money, right? If you like what you're doing and you like your colleagues and you're, 
you know, if other things are fulfilled in your life, especially in your work life, you're usually not complaining about the money. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. But I think everybody was forced to take a really hard look at at work with the pandemic because it was like, I'm going into work and I might die. You know, like it's possible Mm -hmm. that I go to work Mm -hmm. and die. So is it worth it? And most people said no, you know, and, and I think we probably all, you know, thought that as well. And so, um, you know, then it was, well, am I really be paying, being paid enough to do this? Because now I had some time off and while it was stressful, like I actually enjoyed being with my people, you know? And, and so I don't know, we, it's, it's just, it's just been different. And, um, I hear everybody, you know, saying that, but, um, well, it is the great recession right now. In a lot of ways, I suppose. <laughs> but to pivot, we have <laughs> something to be excited about, at least in our eye world, right? Which is partially why we needed to have our 2020 glance expert back. The on the expert. Show. That's right. The and expert. Our, honestly, our like prep right. for every one of our shows. I'm like looking at my Monday emails, like <laughs> what other cool Some things did I talk about this week? <laughs> The real time, yeah. you guys don't follow. We get the Google alerts, you know. Okay, I do, but that. they're not as fun to read, and that is not yeah. what I want to read. Not you as synthesized, you know. Yeah, I want, I want the like true. the hot topic. I want it like said to me in a cute, catchy phrase. I want to get it once, <laughs> and if I don't, I want to read it. I want to present it better. You're <laughs> so funny. I I do feel like I could be funnier. I haven't been as funny lately in my emails. Uh, nailed a couple. I'm gonna work on it. Okay, I'll, I'll look for it. Oh. Specifically. <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe include yeah. like Roya in it. What do you? Yeah, think, right. <laughs> just kidding. What do you think about dry AMD and injections for dry AMD? What do you think about that? I think it's coming, and you know, okay. So I should also disclose yes. another little piece of this, um, Jimmy. I don't know if you know this. My husband works for this company. Uh-huh. He is a pharmaceutical. Does he um, work for yeah, a works, Yeah. Yeah, he does. One of my very best Inside friends, scoop. like a really, 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 really close uh, friend of mine who is a rep, was a rep that for uh, B&L, um, just got just left B&L and got hired at Apellis. And so um, he is super excited. And it's funny. I just got back from a dinner with our two retina specialists and they're very consi- retina specialists just as a group, just as a cohort are very, in my experience, conservative extremely skeptical skeptical and conservative skeptical and and just like well what is everybody else doing what is the standard of care like what is it that i should be doing because you know at the end of the day i see 120 people and i stick that many needles in people's eyes and you know do i need to stick a needle in somebody's eye if it's going to risk endophthalmitis and a whole world of pain for me i make plenty of money i don't need to do this if it's not going to make a difference and I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think we need to find early dry AMD that's going to turn into GA so it doesn't get to the extent that it causes, you know, severe vision loss. But um, it, it was really interesting to hear them talk about it because they're like, none of that's approved Wait, yet. Before you I'm even not interested. Give all, right, all the secrets. We got to say what it is. All right. Okay. Okay. So bursting the uh, bubble. I apologize. No, no, no. This is good. This is actually, this is a great conversation because I do, I am not aware of what Retina is thinking about um, this particular thing. So, so we have some background on what we're talking about here. Um, Apellis Pharmaceuticals is the company that submitted a um, NDA for their 
their drug called um, pegcytocopelin. And this is a treatment for geographic atrophy. Yeah, pegs- I've literally heard it. I can't even tell you. I've heard it so many times. Anyway, so um, so so they've submitted this to the FDA. The FDA has given this priority review. Their PDUFA date is like November around Thanksgiving or something this year. So we will hear pretty soon whether or not the FDA is going to approve this or not approve this. Um, it is a, you know, intravitreal injection. It is a, you know, supposed treatment for geographic atrophy. And um, it is a C3 inhibitor, which I will tell you what that is here. So the uh, it works on the complement um, system. Okay, so the, the complement system, this is like a very, um, you know, quick overview of what this is. It's part of the innate immune system, which, you know, that is responsible for tagging things and like bacteria, etc. And like getting rid of that. So overactivation of this complement system is associated with the progression of geographic atrophy. Okay. Okay. So overactivation of complement progresses geographic atrophy. So Apelis' thing is, okay, well, let's do this complement inhibitor. This is a C3 inhibitor to prevent this overactivation. Okay. So that is like a central component of this complement cascade. So it's working on that. And actually, if people are more visual learners, they did put out a really good video on this. Um, If you go to prelesion.com, there's like a great explainer video basically with reps soon in your office doing disease education right like like zydra Mm -hmm. did back like you know what your eye is when they wouldn't even tell you what what, zydra was yet here's what uh, oh my gosh i'm a link yeah yeah i meant the there was some what's the uh the receptor they were talking i forget anyway but yeah go ahead oh the um the I can't. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can. Yes, uh, no. that's what it was. It is was that it? Yeah, I can. Yes, yeah, yeah. all about the eye cams. Way to go, Ryan. This is the eye <laughs> Look at how, and they had like 3D glasses even at one point in time, I remember. <laughs> they did. They Tell us to hold on to 3D glasses. We don't need okay. those. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Another thing. Anyway, go to the go to the site. It Honestly, I don't know. I feel like visually it's really a, a le- easier way to understand cool. that. So anyway, so they awesome. they have submitted this, you know, to the to the NDA, to the FDA. So we'll see if this ends up getting approved. There, you know, I don't know if you want me to go into clinical trials on this here, but sure, there were yeah. many. You know, they did several of them. So they did a phase two trial, Philly. They did two phase three trials. They they were basically testing four arms. So they're doing one arm with an injection every month. The other arm is an injection every other month. And then there's the sham injection once a month and the sham injection every other month. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yep, yep, yep. So in, in their Philly trial, this was their phase two. And every month they showed a 29% lower rate of geographic atrophy lesion growth. So what they're all comparing is like, can we slow the growth of the geographic atrophy? And they're looking at this with like, you know, autofluorescence like FAF. So, um, yeah, so, so they did that. And then they did um, two other phase three trials, which showed um, probably not as high of a percentage rate in those. Let me pull up my slides here. Roy, do you have those slides up on what the, did you tell me you were going to have those on the, 
percentage of these. I, I forget what these are on the top, on, off the top of my head. But the get it together. I forgot, I forgot to, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the Brilliant. point is, though, it so it's a, the <laughs> ultimate outcome that we care about and what we need to tell patients about is that what? That it's the first thing that actually can reduce. I mean, honestly, slow geographic like reds too slows the pro progression of macular degeneration by 25%, right? Wasn't that the number we're supposed to mm -hmm. tell people? So we're saying that this potentially can slow GA by 25%? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if that's the a, a total appellate and I'm not speaking on behalf of appellates, obviously no, I'm speaking out from a 2020 glance perspective, but yep, yep. okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know their line of what they're saying as far as percentage, but, but that is it. And I think it, it honestly is going to come down to, um, well, what do we have right now? What are we doing for our dry AMD patients and our geographic atrophy patients? We're just like, oh, take some vitamins. So it's, it's, you know, I mean, I think there's a, the reason it got priority review is because it, you know, is something, if this is approved, it can impact the treatment significantly for a lot of patients, for, for millions of patients, however people have, or many people have AMD now. And so um, I think that's what it's going to come down to. I, I am, I am wondering how this plays out for an optometrist and um, you know, what do we say to our patients once this is approved and can a retina specialist handle the load of all of these dry AMD patients that may be like flooding in. And are we going to see more general ophthalmology starting to do some of these injections? I, I really don't know. What is your, what are your retina specialist people saying? James. Yeah. James. I mean, James, uh, <laughs> we, uh, I mean, they're just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, I, mm -hmm. I don't, I, you know, we're not, we don't have time for that is, is essentially what they said. Um, and and the bottom line is they're they're not right. We're not, I don't send GA patients to our retina specialists. There's no reason for it. And so no, of course not. You know, so I I just I hope, but I will. I absolutely will. And I think it's a great thing. And I think it's wonderful. And I want to get ahead of it. And I want to be you know the one making sure that we're on the cutting edge of this. But I hope the company focuses on education in optometry, you know, and, and focuses on the identification mm -hmm. in optometry because, you know, I just, I haven't seen that from other intravitreal injection companies, like as a priority. So I hope. Which makes sense, case. right? Because like you, you wouldn't focus on optometry if you're going to be talking about, you know, Bayoview, whatever the new intravitreal injection. Well, you're not going to talk to optometry about that. But the 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 dry AMD patients are all sitting in optometry offices. That's right. where they all are. So I hope that they. I agree with you. I hope that they do have the foresight to sort of see like that's where all of this needs to be, and and right. not maybe miss that. Like has happened so many times in dry eye space in the dry eye right. space of leaving right. out the optometrist there. Right. Definitely. It's like, oh, wait a second. They're the ones that are actually doing this, you know, like 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Hey, well, you're doing the job. You know, we're we're uh, doing it as well. Trying to let everybody know about it. Hey, this is a thing. So be aware of it. Be ready for it. Educate your retina specialists about it. And. You know, I think there's a lot. Of and you'll probably see reps. I mean, just like you said, Jimmy, your friend is now at a palace. They are yeah. like, you know, totally increasing their staff because they're the ones commercializing it. It's not like right. in some cases when you get approval, you have another company that commercializes it for you. They're, they're doing all of that. So they're certainly 
growing yeah, in yeah. terms of numbers. It's great. It's really exciting. There was, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, was there was another company that had a complement inhibitor that did not meet, I think, the endpoints. They did. Was it, Regeneron it was Genentech. Genentech? They had, yeah. Genentech. They had yeah. Lampuzizumab, something yeah. like this. But that that one was different. That was a um it C5 was a C, it wasn't a C three inhibitor. No, it's not C five. It was a factor H oh, or yeah. factor D. I think some factor D inhibitor, which inhibitor or some other part of the well, so, pathway. Yeah, well, so so that helps regulate it along with with factor H, which a lot of the genetic okay. testing. You know, if someone's going to have that, well, if you see a genetic mutation for this genetic H, then that put that's like a higher risk for. So if ever a patient comes and it's like I took this test and it says I'm a higher risk for. AMD. That's usually what they're talking about. Is, is that, that the one? Twenty three and me one. Is that the one in twenty three and me? Um, I've not done it, so I don't really know. But I I know there's like a few of these out there, yeah. so I'm not really there's sure. There's a lot but, of the a lot of them um, do identify complement, I believe, as being. I don't know if it's yeah. C three, but maybe it's probably it's probably factor H or factor okay. D is my guess. But um, but anyway, that was Genentech, and they did fail. I think it was phase two that they failed that in. But that was a. Um, that, that's sort of the difference between the Apelis one and that one is that Apelis is this very central acting complement C3 inhibitor, whereas the other was sort of on the edge, I guess you could say, of the complement system. So okay. that's different. But there's other companies that are coming. You know, it's not just Apelis that's working on this. There's um, Zymira, maybe? No, no, no. What is the other company? There's another company that has a C, C5 inhibitor. That's the one you're thinking of, Jimmy. There's another one that's C5 inhibitor. It's a little further away, I think, from FDA approval. Um, but no, there's lots of and companies working thing, on this. Since The other thing it was, was like, okay, like when we have wet AMD, like there's no debating that you have wet AMD with an OCT or an FA, like you see that there's wet AMD. So you need to do an injection. And, and the idea of injections are to treat and extend. So we treat and hopefully extend to the extent that we cannot, that we don't get them to come back as much and give them some time, you know, cause they're all elderly folks that don't want to sit in an office for six hours. So so where, how do you do that with this? You know, like, do you need to measure a geographic change in the size of the GA and what tool are you using to do that? And, and how do you do that? And, or do you just do it every yeah. month? Like as being currently, like, that's a suggestion currently, right? Like, I think it's just, I think we'll all be in a year, not questioning any of these things. It'll all be normal and we'll be doing mm -hmm. it. But these are the thoughts that, that I'm having, that they were having, we were discussing um, because of, you know, it's just being new and what do you do, you know? And, and they're also, they're under the microscope a lot too, because these medicines cost so much. And so, mm -hmm. you know, they are $8 million in Medicare costs, you know, as the one retina specialist, he's like, you know, I'm not doing anything that makes me like throw up a red flag, you know, like, so what, so how, you know, like, how do you justify doing the, the injection again, if you're not seeing change? Because what they do now is if there is, edema as a result of um knee vascularization that's when they do the injection yeah you're right i think it's easier to pinpoint something on a wet amd front than it will be on a dry amd and this will be a learning yeah. curve and it, it will really take it's clinical exciting. work and, and and experimentation with it on do we do monthly faf like the autofluorescence to see if this is yeah right. i mean is that approved to do it again and it you know i i don't know i, I think it will be interesting how it that's all better than uh um, unfolds 
an autofluorescence is better than doing a, a fluorescein, though, right? I mean, it's a lot safer, obviously. Oh, totally. Right? So that's easy. Yeah, of course. To do. That that was what was used to measure the lesion growth in their clinical trials was okay. using FAF for that. So cool. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Throw it in aptos, but it, I don't know. I I mean, circle back to like how valuable technology is, especially to eye care, especially to retinal health but also if we want to circle back to dry eye care i mean all of it right like embracing technology is important for every direction in eye care that's my two cents totally that. couldn't agree more boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend anything fun dr garlic <laughs> I've got, um, let's see. Well, um, yes, we have our wedding anniversary. Josh and I are celebrating oh, our wedding anniversary. Wonderful. So we're going to go out to dinner tomorrow Happy night. Anniversary. And that's then, fantastic. Um, thank you. And then I've got, um, I got a wedding on Sunday. That I'm oh, gonna go to. So, um, it's fun to yeah. have wedding season coming back into real life again, getting to celebrate. I love weddings. I don't know what anyone, like some people that are wedding haters, like I could do a wedding every weekend if I could. I love them. Weddings are fun. Can't can't debate that. Yeah, so I mean, this has been a great podcast <laughs> and we are so happy that Dr. Garlic joined us here tonight. I mean, what a a great opportunity it has been to have her join us and uh, you know, we we just we thank her for taking some time out of her busy practice and her busy family life to be with us. And I uh, hope that she'll join us again real soon. Thanks again, Dr. Garlic. Have a great evening. Well, that's it. Before we go, reach out to us for feedback, questions, stories, things you want us to talk about, either through email or on our Instagram or Facebook. We never depart without saying thanks to Valley Contacts for their support, both the amazing ones as they make and the great people they are to work with. And be sure and tune in and listen to our next episode. But until then, try not to blink. Blink.